This is For The Win, a podcast on sports and sports culture. I'm Eddie Sun, the multimedia editor for Annenberg Media Sports, as well as the producer of this podcast. Enjoy the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to the NBA Finals Championship Edition of For The Win. The season is over. Giannis Antetokounmpo in the box beat the Phoenix Suns, and we are going to get into all of it. I am Skylar Treppel, and I am joined by my amazing co-hosts, Sam and Ava. And everyone, the Bucks are champions, but I got to give Sam his props here. Uh, Sam... What led you to make the call of Bucks and Six before these finals even started? It was honestly just kind of this feeling. It felt like at every turn during this postseason, they had sort of won when you felt like they shouldn't, right? When they go down 2-0 to the Nets and they fight back and then Kevin Durant buries them in Game 5 and yet they still win it in 7. Giannis goes out against the Hawks and they still find a way. It felt like every time they should have folded, they didn't. And so I wasn't going to bet against them in the finals when I had the last two times. And here we are. Unreal. Well, it was a great call. And uh, I always love making predictions myself. Did so with the Los Angeles Lakers before they won. But this year, it was all about Giannis and the Bucks, And I think barely any of us could have seen a Bucks suns finals at the beginning of the year. So uh, kudos to you for Bucks and Six, Sam. Ava, we're going to start with you here. This win, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he drops 50 points yesterday. What, 14 rebounds, 5 blocks, a stat line we've never even seen in the NBA Finals, uh, let alone a closeout game. And so I want to know, starting with you here, Ava, what does yesterday's game do for Giannis's legacy? I mean, how good of a game was it? Where is Giannis all time in the league right now? I, it's just next level. I mean, it was an insane game. I think one of the best closeout games in the finals ever um he just really stepped up and one thing that I just want to make a quick mention on that I loved was he shot 17 for 19 in his free throws you know he did take in my opinion he took that Chris Paul comment personally um and that's what your stars do they come up and they show he let the play do the talk you know which I loved um all time you know I think or I don't know all time but in the league currently right now I think he's top three I mean I think no one saw the Bucks doing this. There's so many super teams in the league right now. He's stayed with the Bucks, stayed faithful and loyal and grinded it out, grew up in the league. I think, you know, you have your KD, your LeBron, your Steph, but I don't think any of them, I'm hesitant a little bit to say this, but I don't know if any of them have done what Giannis did with Milwaukee. Just, I mean, the fact that they're second best players, they are very underrated, but they're, it's not like he has a super team with him. So I think he's definitely top three in the league right now. All time, I'm not sure yet. But the fact that he's done all this, has all his accolades by he's 26, he will be working his way up to the top 10 all time, definitely. All right, and I can't let you off the hook that easily. Who are the top three in order right now for you then? Oh, in order. Oh, gosh. You know, I think you have to put Giannis first. He led his yeah. team to the finals, like, that's the supreme goal in the NBA. You can't just not put the NBA champion first. Um, and then I hate to do this because the Lakers are my team, but I think Katie's second, and I think LeBron's third. I think LeBron's just a little bit past his prime while Katie is still in in it. And I, you know, if he was a centimeter back, maybe it'd be a whole different ranking. But 
Yeah, I mean, that's you, my top three right now. You talk about the, the legacy Giannis is sort of assembling here. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. He's done it all by 26. He's a five-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, four-time All-Defense, two MVPs, a Defensive Player of the Year, now a Finals MVP, and why not an All-Star Game MVP that he added this year? Because I like those. Russell Westbrook has two, so as a Thunder fan, those hold more value to me. And he came back after that injury that we saw in Atlanta and put up 35 a game in the finals with 13 rebounds on 62% from the field and made some of the biggest plays, like the oop and the block. It's it's nuts. And for some context, LeBron and Jordan didn't win their first titles until their age 27 seasons. I mean, he's ahead of the curve, and he's done everything already. It's who knows how high he could climb. Absolutely. No, I think there's nothing bad you can say about Giannis Antetokounmpo right now. The guy is a superstar. He's a stud. My personal favorite aspect of this is the fact that Kobe Bryant not only gave him that MVP challenge in 2017, uh, Kobe then trained with him. And then after Giannis actually won the challenge, Kobe then said to him, next up, a championship. And two years later, exact same timeline with which he won the MVP challenge, Giannis goes out and does it. He gets the MVP. And Ava, I got to agree, agree with you. Giannis is the best player in the world right now. I think particularly if you go back, lots of people like to say LeBron's been the best player since 2007. And, and I don't think that's true. Uh, I think it was much more when he joined the Miami Heat. I think 2008 to 2010, it was Kobe Bryant. And I'll tell you why. He won the 2008 MVP, 2009-2010 Finals MVP. LeBron has never won three straight MVPs, finals, or regular season because finals does mean you got the championship in a row. And I think Giannis has really dominated the league for three years here. It's not like he just did it yesterday. He's been on the come up. And now he's completed it. And he's got that championship ring. And so I really believe that Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player in the world right now. And then everyone's going to say, like Stephen A was saying, oh, no, it's Kevin Durant, la-di-da, doesn't even compare. Kevin Durant said Giannis Antetokounmpo's player is a potential is as the greatest player of all time. Word for word by Kevin Durant. And so Kevin sees the skill in Giannis. Uh, I think that, you know, LeBron can maybe take that number two spot, but... No shame in the fact he's going into year 18 and isn't holding number one anymore. Like, it's okay. The guy's phenomenal. He shouldn't even be in the top 10 at this point. Uh, so I think Giannis holds that crown. And I think, honestly, I think he's a low top 20 all-time player after yesterday. With, as Sam was saying, most improved. He's the only player ever with most improved player of the year. Multiple MVPs. Finals MVP. A championship. A defensive player of the year. Five all-star selections, an all-star MVP, and he's 26 years old. Like, he's he's maybe, maybe in his prime. He might not even be in his prime until next year, based on what it happens for other NBA players. So, uh, kudos to Giannis, on to the Kumpo, and the city of Milwaukee. I uh, would love to get your thoughts on, you know, Milwaukee winning, first of all, the players, you know, any thoughts on Middleton, Holiday, this Buck supporting cast, and more importantly, can they and Giannis together repeat? I mean, you, you mentioned some of that supporting cast. One of my favorite parts of that is is Bobby Portis, sort of like before he joins, texting Giannis, you know, asking, "Can I come play with you guys?" Right, and now here we are. He's high stepping down the floor, making plays in the finals and a closeout game. I mean, that's just incredible. 
and for everyone else like the like drew holiday chris middleton like the the slander these guys have taken the last couple of years to sort of put it all to bed in one series is is nuts and you mentioned you mentioned Giannis sort of not even being in his prime yet i mean i think that bodes well for the bucks because we've we've talked about how you know middleton is sort of the guy down the stretch but what if Giannis can add that turnaround jumper that we see him take sometimes? I mean, we've seen guys like Brooke Lopez and Marc Gasol add range to their game late in their careers. Even LeBron. Giannis isn't even entering the prime. Exactly. So who knows where this goes with Giannis and with this Bucks team. There were a lot of people that were picking them to beat the Nets before the injuries happened, right? This is a super talented team that we probably should have seen this coming. And I don't think they're going anywhere soon, especially with, you know, some of the league stars beginning to age out. I agree completely. I think... It's scary when you say the fact that Giannis might not be at his prime yet. I think everyone, if you're not a Bucks fan or on the Bucks, should be worried about that. Um, but like Sam said earlier, I think they could repeat. You know, it doesn't make sense, but they'll just keep doing it. I think they're Middleton and um, Drew Holiday and Giannis. They're all just hard workers, and they don't get distracted by all the flashy extra opportunities and outside buzz and everything. They just let the play do the talk, and even – like you said, Drew Holiday was taking a lot of slander on Twitter, but he had the highest plus minus throughout the playoffs. So he's getting the job done. Obviously they won, they got the job done, but it's, yeah, he might not be shooting well, but he's finding other ways to impact the the game. You know, that steal, the assist for the uh, dunk. He's like, they're doing their job. Even if it's not dropping 50, like Giannis, we can't, they can't all do that. Um, but I think this team could have the potential to go, back back to back or win more titles in the future you know they're all signed at least through the 2023-2024 season so we'll see yeah no kidding I mean I think Middleton definitely showed a lot this season uh particularly this postseason who would have thought he would have had a 40 point game in the NBA finals no he is absolutely not the Batman on that team that narrative needs to stop uh Giannis is a once in a generation player but Middleton is definitely a closeout guy he's a star in this league and we never thought we'd say that about him people question that all-star pick and uh you can't question that anymore he didn't he might even have a few more in him of course Drew Holiday on the defensive end and he reminds me almost of Kyle Lowry on the Raptors on that 2019 championship didn't need to score just impacted the game in a multitude of ways uh, Bobby Portis I mean dude is just wild he reminds me of like a almost Dennis Rodman and I'm not comparing them in terms of skill but more just attitude and energy and no you know not again not in terms of skill but he is the the Dennis if there's Dennis Rodman on the Milwaukee Bucks and they needed to make that comparison it would be Bobby Portis the guy is just wild Uh, I've never seen anything like him I'm not sure if you guys saw the Pat Connaughton and Bobby Portis post-game interview when they asked him how much champagne they'd have and they both started laughing. But uh, that sums up sort of the absolute silliness of Bobby Portis. Uh, really good Bucks team for sure. Repeat, I'm not sure. I think Lake Show is going to come back locked and loaded for next season. I feel like the old guys, you know, maybe Chris Paul comes. We'll talk about him in a minute. But, uh, and LeBron, and they want one last run to show they can still run the league. But 
when it's all said and done, I think guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo and Zion Williamson uh, will be duking it out for player of the decade. I do think this Bucs squad will have another championship in them. And it shows, too, that you can stay with your team and win a championship. I loved Giannis actually crediting Kobe's challenge yesterday. And then right after saying, you know, you don't have to go to a championship, we, to a super team, we did it the hard way. And I think that's very telling of who Giannis is as a player. And it's more of that old school Dirk Nowitzki, Tim Duncan, Kobe, stick with your team, ride through the ups and downs type, not go join a super team. And, uh, you know, it doesn't take away from any other championships, but I do think it makes this one mean more. Of course, with every championship, there's a losing side. And that was the Phoenix Suns uh, after two amazing games that definitely made Ava and I believe uh, they could have a shot at winning this thing. Um, Chris Paul has now blown four two nothing leads in a series, most in NBA history. Uh, amazing that he made it. Devin Booker, you know, Suns are way ahead of schedule. There's lots of positives here, but I want to hear from both of you. Uh, what's your reaction? What's your takeaway? Some of the main storylines from the Suns' loss and also of them going into next season. You know, I think just... The Suns came out of the gates hot in the playoffs against the Lakers. They looked like a completely different team than they did in the finals. I think, I don't know what it, what, what it was, what happened, but it seems like each round they just slowly lost a little bit of steam and a little bit of momentum. Um, because those first couple rounds, they were just, they looked like the best team, you know. They were on fire. And then against the Clippers, obviously they won, but without Kawhi, that's a whole other discussion what would have happened because the Clippers were hanging around with them without their best player. Um, and then I think in the finals, the Bucks just wore them down completely. I don't know. I mean, Giannis is a freak of nature, so maybe that's just it. But, yeah, I think they just never really – they just kind of tapered throughout the playoffs, which you can't do. You just It's a grind, and you got to grind it out. Um, obviously, like you said, they're way ahead of schedule, but you also can't – take anything for granted like the 2011 2012 thunder you know everyone thought they would be the next dynasty and we saw that kind of blow up and go haywire sorry sam um (laughs) but yeah so the Suns are young aside from chris paul but you just can't take anything for granted and who knows if he'll want to team up with his buddy lebron in la and go that way and just say i want to form my own super team the old guy super team yeah, I I think this has set up a fascinating offseason in Phoenix, right? Because, I mean, two years ago when he was in Houston, we would have never imagined that Chris Paul was going to opt out of this player option. It was sort of this, this thing that loomed over him, right? There's no way the president of the Players Association can turn down $40 million, right? And now all of a sudden it seems to be probably the best move for his career. Go get a multi-year, you know, massive deal somewhere like the Lakers who sort of you know, they've been linked to Lillard, but they don't exactly have the assets to pull off a massive move like that. But they do have, you know, a, a decent ability to move some cap around and bring in a guy like Chris Paul. So I don't think his return is, is certain. But this future of this team is still bright with or without Chris Paul. I think Booker really established himself as a future star of this league and, you know, one of the best bucket getters, you know, in the league. And so and they've got the young guys like Mikkel Bridges, like Cam Johnson, these guys that can knock down shots and can switch on to anybody, right? We saw that with those last four teams remaining. Everybody had those guys, those John Collins, Paul George, Terrence Mann, on and on and on. These guys that can just switch on to anybody, Cam Reddish, like you've got to have them, and they have them under control. And so 
I think as, as Aiden's still developed and he gets more confidence that we sort of saw him lose in this finals, this, this team is a bright future, but it may not have Chris Paul next year. And I think that's going to really heat up here in the next couple of weeks. Wow, yeah, that's going to be really interesting. Absolutely. It was fascinating to watch how hard Chris Paul was in himself on that post-game press conference that it meant nothing to make it to the finals um, because, again, you know, they say that if you're trying to be compassionate to think how you'd speak to a friend, I'm sure if Chris Paul was staring Allen Iverson in the face, he wouldn't be saying making it to a finals and never winning uh, hindered his legacy. Uh, that's just ridiculous, and I think as time goes on, Chris Paul will realize, I mean, making it to the finals is actually a huge add to his legacy. Uh, the fact that he – because if he – if he was that good and never made it to a finals, I think that would have been a much worse look. I think him actually leading his team there is extremely impressive and adds to the legacy of Chris Paul. Uh, that one just needs time because it is shocking that he lost in such spectacular fashion after winning in such spectacular fashion two near 40-point closeout games. So I think that'll be interesting. Yeah, the Chris Paul situation is fascinating absolutely fascinating like where is he gonna go will he go to the lakers will he take less money that's the doubt but the one guy who could convince him i think that's lebron james so uh it'll be really interesting to see exactly what happens there uh overall devin booker is a phenomenal player i mean for him to do this at what 24 years old and make it to the finals so ahead of schedule i think they learned a lot from chris paul i think devin booker will learn from this i think he is a really clutch player um, who just didn't have it yesterday. He is two years younger than Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, they have not even tasted the playoffs before this year. And he makes it to the, to the NBA Finals. So I think him choking yesterday sucks. Uh, it's not a good look. But we also saw LeBron James choke and go on to win four championships after that. So I, I think this is really great for Devin Booker. And yeah, DeAndre Ayton as well, extremely young, way ahead of schedule. His confidence will pick up too. Um, it's tough to say there's a lot of good teams in the West, but I do think within the next four or five years, we'll see this Phoenix Suns team come back. Um, if Chris Paul comes back, there's a possibility, but... I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Chris Paul because he's going to have lots of suitors, particularly, you think, New York. Uh, but anyways, that, that pretty much wraps up the NBA Finals. So before we get up on out of here, let's go through a quick roundtable here of what moment or memory will you take away and remember from this final the most? Uh, or even if it's multiple, whether it's plays or celebrations or speeches or questions or games and i think for me there's two big ones right on the floor it's it's the oop i mean i almost put my hands on my head when that happened it was just you know you felt like booker was going to go win in the game and all of a sudden Giannis is throwing down an impossible alley-oop on a extremely risky play from drew holiday right yeah. like just take the foul and instead he's throwing it up at the rim that was insane and we'll remember that forever ducks his head under the backboard Giannis too crazy and in the celebration, when Malika Andrews sort of tells him and asks Giannis, what's it like, you know, all three on the Kumpo brothers in the league have now won titles, and he just, just yells. And it's so cool. Like, this is a guy who was, who was running to the arena his rookie year so he could send more money back to his family, and now they're all here. And he's, he's reached the peak of his powers, and like, he's done it all. And it's, it's an incredible story. And to see the way he reacted winning that championship – 
is is incredible. And one shout to PJ Tucker too. I loved that that sort of like shoulder bump they do as they're shooting the game icing free throws as Connaughton's at the line. You know his journey too. There's a lot of guys like that on this team as well. But Giannis's journey is sort of what this is all about. Yeah, I agree. I think on the court, it's obviously it has to be the dunk or the oop. But I think the Bucks' entire celebrations is just really what. It's like, it's just so heartwarming almost. It's like seeing Giannis, just like Sam referenced, working his way up through the league, just celebrating with his family and the soon to be the entire city of Milwaukee. And uh, the video of him ordering exactly 50 McNuggets from McDonald's. I think they're just having a fun time with it. And like the post-game interview when they asked how much champagne they had drinking and just laughing. They just, it's just really like a pure, wholesome almost celebration which i am enjoying watching yeah absolutely especially as we look to uh come out of the the seriousness of where covid was before you know seeing sixty five thousand people able to gather um seeing that celebration in an arena not the the nba disney bubble which was once in a lifetime very cool but you don't want to see that for the rest of your life so it, it felt very normal very heartwarming as far as on the court it's tough you know you got the block that's almost what I want to say. Uh, of course, you have the alley-oop where Giannis had so much momentum. He had to dunk his head under the backboard to continue throwing down that dunk. I mean, just crazy stuff. But for me on the court, it's got to be yesterday. Uh, it's it's got to be game six, 50-point performance from Giannis, just the way he dominated, hits the mid-range and the fadeaway. And, and it might even be that mid-range play um, towards in the fourth quarter, just him raising up, showing that he can score any way like that, and that if he develops a jump shot, he could literally end up being the greatest player of all time, as Kevin Durant said. So it's going to be that 50-piece, quite possibly greatest game I've ever seen from a player considering the significance. No, it's not 81 points uh, as far as individual performance, but as far as significance, might be the greatest I've ever seen. Uh, so that would be what I remember on the court and off the court. It's the celebration. It's it's the interview and how excited Giannis was. But it's got to be the post-game press conference. Um, you always see in movies, you know, the sports heroes giving that really inspirational, you can do whatever you set your mind to. But this guy was selling trinkets in Greece with his family to survive. Uh, it is one of the most incredible stories of all time. And he literally is now an NBA champion, uh, one of the biggest superstars in the world. And more importantly than that, a great guy who deserves it. And his speech yesterday when he's saying, I want this moment to, to give people hope that they really can do anything. Uh, I think that's what sports are all about as a metaphor for life. And with that, we end our NBA playoffs and finals edition of For the Win. So always remember, like Giannis Antetokounmpo, to go for the win. Thank you.